filmmakers and we both love movies and so what an excuse to watch movies and make a YouTube series about watching movies yeah. so here we are we uh I haven't seen a lot of movies so yeah let's <laughs> yeah so um so uh we'll get a shot of all my DVDs yeah. so we'll cut to that right now but um for since for as long as I can remember um I've always watched movies and I've always like collected movies too yeah. so like every movie that I liked I like needed to own it like on DVD or like on VHS mm -hmm. it started with VHS because that's how old I am um, old enough to appreciate the VHS because I was like I remember going to like Walmart and seeing a cover for Predator and it was like a hologram cover with just Arnold Schwarzenegger and his big gun and I was like ooh I want that and my yeah. mom for some reason because my mom is the greatest she bought Predator for me at like <laughs> age like seven yeah <laughs> like too like too young for that movie but my mom's awesome so she got it for me nice and um uh yeah and so like it, it, I've always loved movies and I've always loved watching movies and it wasn't until like later on when I decided to be like I could be a filmmaker you mm -hmm. know and went to film school and now we make movies together we met through film school and uh cause we were freshman roommates together and we've been together ever since hey <laughs> um but yeah well, explain so I've seen I've seen a lot of movies and I've collected right. a lot of movies over since I can since I can remember right so my knowledge of movies is a bit more extensive than yours. Much more extensive. Yeah, explain yeah. your background. So, growing up, uh, my family and I, we liked to watch movies, but it was never... We always went to see the movies that were in theaters. We didn't really have any sort of collection of movies, mm -hmm. uh, so we didn't like watch old movies or anything. Yeah, uh, We'd rent old movies occasionally, like I saw The Goonies and stuff yeah. like that, but like we never went back and saw rewatched anything. You never watched like like went back like turn on Turner Classic Movies and watched no. like, you know, all the classics and everything. No, I wasted my childhood okay. on anime. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> I mean I, I I watched anime too. Not extensive not obsessively like yeah. some people in our generation did. Like people still obsess over oh, yeah. like Yu Gi Oh and Pokemon yeah. nowadays. But I'm I mean like I watched it. I remember like watching Yu Gi Oh at my grandmother's house on like her little like white uh TV. Yeah. I remember obsessively watching it. I think the last episode I saw was when they were like in that huge tournament when I think like the levels were being raised. They were like on platforms. Do you remember that? I don't Do you remember. Wa uh, well. I watched a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. I've watched a lot that so much that I don't quite know which series of Yu-Gi-Oh you're talking about. I, I think it was the original. I only okay, seen the I was one gonna say, series. I was gonna say, it sounds the kid with like the blonde the hair and shit. Well, yeah, Yugi's in it. Okay. Most of them. <laughs> Is that his name, Yugi? Yeah. I forget. And then the the Egyptian god that or spirit in Yugi's body is Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, that's right. That's right. He was like possessed. Yeah. That was weird. That was a weird show. Yeah. We grew up on a lot of weird TV. Yeah. Like in our generation. Like we had like we were like the last generation to have like good cartoons, I feel like. Because we had like 
like Futurama and fam- when Family Guy came back, like Good Family Guy, yeah. and we and we just had like a lot of like the uh, animated Spider Man series, the animated X Men series. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of great TV. But nowadays, I can't watch like any of the shit that's on right now. It's just literally like acid just being poured into your like, for like yeah. into your eyes. It's yeah. so bad. But um, but we're not here to talk about TV. We're no. here to talk about movies, right? And so, so <laughs> my history with movies is that uh, I fell in love with them after watching V for Vendetta, that's cool. and that's when I started like learning about how movies are made and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what like sparked your interest. And yeah, got you to like go deeper into the rabbit hole, right? And then I uh, learned a lot about editing in high school. And you, you are you more? Of, would you describe yourself more of a, as a self-taught editor? Because that's how I feel like I. I mean, I am a self-taught editor. Like yeah. I, I never, I didn't learn anything from school. Like when I was there, I mean, because yeah. we learned Final Cut. Now I use Adobe <clears throat> Premiere. So like, but everything that I know, I've taught myself watching YouTube tutorials. Right. Yeah, I'd say a good, good seventy-five, eighty-five percent of my editing knowledge comes from just messing around in editing programs and learning it that's how that's how you have and to then, like do that stuff yeah. though it's like you have to just go in like you just have to dive head first into it and right. just mess around in it yeah then I have a lot of refined editing theory that I learned in mm-hmm. in my last year of school it taught you how to make a cut yeah <laughs> it when taught you what was a good cut yeah and even sometimes that's not right right but I mean even most of that knowledge came from reading Walter Murch's book In the Blink of an Eye that's true that's like is that he's just a god yeah he doesn't even really edit it that much but like the stuff that he has edited is like the greatest movies like ever made yeah <laughs> yeah and then I'd say I'm like a 95% self-taught cinematographer yeah. oh yeah definitely I took I took some cinematography classes and uh you didn't get like extensive cinematography classes though, right? Well, I, I like stuff. took I took what my college called intermediate and advanced cinematography. Okay. Uh, AKA, we don't know how to hire cinematography teachers, so um, they're not really gonna tell you useful stuff. I guess that's what you could call the class, <laughs> <laughs> part one and part two. Uh, yeah, the I don't know. They, they tried to teach us a lot about lighting, which is a huge part of cinematography, yeah. but they didn't teach it in a way that I could grasp onto. And it wasn't until... Um, I forget, I must have been watching a YouTube video or a podcast or something, and they said... Um, somebody said that the key light is almost always supposed to be on the opposite side of camera to the subject. And... It clicked, and now I just like <laughs> lighting makes so much more sense now. <laughs> I still don't because I, I like I, I watch like when I watch movies now I can tell when the key is on the correct side, well the quote unquote correct side and yeah. the incorrect side, and it's just like when the key is not on the camera side it always looks better, and you can tell like there's a shot in uh, a quiet place right at the beginning when they're like going through the supermarket yeah, yeah, yeah. and it cuts to um, the uh, POV from the door so they're shooting from the key light side Okay. and so like the, it's just the face is all washed out and totally lit up and it's just like I understand why you're doing this shot but man it does not look yeah. as good as the 10 shots you just had before that yeah and like the rest of the movie yeah. too and, um. and but it's like yeah so now <laughs> I, I like understood lighting 
just as I was shooting a short film that, like, I was finally putting effort into the lighting <laughs> of. We like we like rented lights and stuff before I understood how lights worked. Yeah. And like the day before we had to put up lights, I was like, "Oh, so this is how lights work." <laughs> We shot a feature film. And shot a feature I, film, and I was just blasting H, not HMIs, but I was blasting like six hundred watt bulbs just right at no the actors. No cover, like whatsoever. Yeah, dude. and I was like, oh man, I, I don't know why this light looks so harsh, but we got to get that exposure on there. And then now I'm like, <laughs> fuck exposure. Yeah, I just wanted it to look pretty. Exactly. There's some shots in Usher's, like the Kerwin's scenes, um, in the like when we're sitting down in the hallway, they look good. Yeah, like his yeah, we got lucky. Yeah, we well, we got yeah. lucky a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got lucky a lot on that. Yeah, um, yeah. I made a I've made a feature film for a thousand dollars. It's not any good, but I did it. So fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, we wanted to do this podcast video thing. Um, mostly, I think Kyle's really entertaining and knowledgeable about films, um, and I haven't seen many films so when Kyle moved to Pittsburgh I was like we should watch a bunch of movies and make a YouTube series about it and that's what this is that's what this is so we're gonna try and go through all these movies that I own and try to watch all of them yeah and just do little reviews on them and, yeah and, and then I actually have quite an extensive DVD collection as well yeah it's just like they're not all good movies like yours are I mean you have some movies I haven't seen like Big Red One very like, true and I need to see that very so true. that should be our next movie that we do we can do that right. um but yeah I think yeah we're just uh this is all it's kinda gonna kinda be a work in progress we planned yeah. on doing it with actual microphones and yeah, we don't have them right now. Kyle left them in North Carolina. Yeah, so so, uh, so yeah, now you're gonna have to bear with us and pump up that volume. Yeah, well, uh, it'll be at the appropriate volume, but hopefully in the following episodes it'll be a little cleaner, crisper. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, but hey, we got three cameras. Yeah, we got GoPro, main camera, another GoPro. So and, you know, they're all really wide lenses. So filmmaking, yeah, <laughs> wide angles. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I mean, lights. Light, we got it, <laughs> which is definitely in all of the shots. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, th- definitely in that one. I know it's in this that one. one. Yeah, definitely there. But um, yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, I think for this series, we're just gonna we're gonna we we'll pick a movie. We'll talk about. We'll give like a brief overview of it. We'll uh, talk about how we felt about it. Talk about certain scenes and talk about the themes of it and probably just go off in little tangents too about it I'm, I'm okay with getting personal too so like I'll go with yeah. I don't care man yeah. I'll lay it all out there yeah. lay my dong out but um <laughs> cut that out but um boy okay so getting on to the movie that we're doing uh today uh we're we just watched uh, Perfect Sense mm-hmm. and uh my so Perfect Sense is about um two people who fall in love during a pandemic where people begin to lose their senses one by one. So um, they lose their sense of uh, smell first, then their sense of taste, then their hearing, and then finally they go blind Mm -hmm. after a a period of... of, They don't really know. It's like it could be days, it could be weeks, it it could be seconds. Yeah, they don't really specify. Yeah, and uh, Ewan McGregor plays a chef, and uh, Eva Green plays an epidemiologist... I've ne- never heard that word for, but I like it. Epidemiologist, um, and so I, I think like the movie's kind of like a metaphor of like of 
how you do fall in love and how you kind of like lose your senses when you're falling in love and you're like kind of going crazy while while you're experiencing this this connection with someone yeah so um are we are we trying to say spoiler free no okay spoilers i don't like spoiler free okay i like spoilers gotta talk we gotta dig deep into it yeah and so so my first um uh, exposure to this movie, I think it was back in like 2010, 2011 when it, um, the trailer like came out and I was always a fan of Ewan McGregor I don't think I knew yeah. who Ava Green was yet but I was always a fan of Ewan McGregor since Moulin Rouge and um, Star Wars too I think I yeah I probably saw Star Wars before Moulin Rouge Yeah, I did see Star Wars before Moulin Rouge Star Wars Episode 1 was the first movie I ever saw in a theater okay um that's why it will always hold a place in my heart. I don't care how bad it is, but it has the best lightsaber fight yeah. in the entire saga. Yeah. And I'll watch it. I don't care if it's boring and about politics. It's got pod racing. That pod racing scene is awesome. Yeah. That's about it <laughs> for the awesome part and the lightsaber part. It made rat tails cool for a second. That's true, man. Forget you and McGregor. A lot of guys that had rat tails. My cousin had a rat tail. It was horrible. My, my his dad cut it off when he was sleeping at night but it was horrible that's awesome. <laughs> Ewan McGregor's like the only one that could pull that off yeah <laughs> but um yeah my first exposure to this movie was um the trailer came out and the trailer's really good um and it plays that Max Richards uh song that the main theme of it and it it, it it kind of it sucks you in. It kind it plays it up more as a thriller, which this movie really it's isn't. Not a thriller. No, not at all. But that the trailer kind of sells you that it's a thriller, but yeah. it's totally not. But yeah, so I, I became very. Um, I wanted to watch it really badly, but I mean, this was an independent movie. It wasn't going to be playing in you know, bumfuck nowhere, Lancaster. You know. Yeah. So um, I wait. I think I waited until it was like on Blu-ray, and then I bought it um, when it was like on Amazon. And I was really excited to watch it. And my expectations were really high for it, and I watched it. I, I really like this movie. I don't think I've really watched it all the way through since I had seen it back in like 2011, but I just rewatched it today, and I, I still really like it a lot. I think I appreciate it a lot more. I think like when I first watched it, I appreciate it because of the love story and it kind of like resonated with me. Mm-hmm. But now I appreciate it more on like a filmmaking level too, because there are a lot of scenes and a lot of shots in this movie that I think are very, very different than what you would yeah. have in a in a in this type of indie film mm-hmm. and um i appreciate i i really like the story about it too because it, it's this kind of global um uh story but he he condenses it into like this main story of these two people falling in love but you see like how the disease uh affects people in different countries too there's like a bunch of quick shots of it every time the disease yeah. happens but the main but he kind of focuses everything in on this t- relationship and how that affects this relationship and how the relationship is, it, or how the pandemic is a metaphor for the relationship, mm-hmm. too. But uh, how did you feel about it? This is your first time watching it. Yeah, it's it. my first time seeing it. Um, you didn't know anything about this movie, too. No, I just kind of picked you it gave out. You the log line. We were just going to look at look at the beginning for a, a shot, I think. Yeah, yeah. For a, something we were trying to shoot soon as like a reference. Um, yeah, the filmmaking is really interesting. Um, the, f- the first thing off the bat is really visual striking is that there's a lot of what seems to be sort of found footage or like stock footage mm-hmm. um, 
of of different countries and environments. I think some of it was some stock. It, yeah, some of it. But then some of it was like like I think like the Africa scenes. I believe it's Africa that they're trying to depict. I think yeah. that was shot like that wasn't stock footage. He's just well, no, like, like, I mean, I mean, stuff. I think some of it was like stock footage shot in the actual place, but yeah. I think some of it was also probably like um, shot for this film. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, it's a really cool way. It's almost like a mixed media uh, in a sense because uh, oh, there definitely. are times when it's like it's definitely stock footage, like all the stuff at the Pentagon and yeah. like the numbers going and like the, the riot screen. scenes. Yeah, yeah, like that's all like stock or like archive footage. Mm-hmm. And then even they have like at one point they had um, the I think it was when the hearing loss syndrome. Yeah, it was announced. It like put the acronym on the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Like, the, the, the letters. The letters. Yeah, that yeah. was really cool. Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's really interesting because there are a bunch of that. There are a bunch of shots that are like one-offs. Whereas, like in a traditional studio film, the producers or whoever might be like, "Ah, oh, you can't do that unless you do it five more times throughout mm-hmm. the whole thing." Yeah, and and it's like, it, it it's cool because there were times when it was just like, no, we're just going to do a snowy rig on the Ian McGregor's bike right now and never go back to it. Yeah, and it was, yeah, and it's yeah. such a cool shot because it shakes right. and everything and it's yeah, like, yeah, and, and it goes on for a while too. Yeah, yeah. Like, if it was, if this was like a big budget movie, they'd be like, cut that, like, get yeah. that out of here but he, he lets you linger in on it yeah. and lets you like look at his face for a while too. Right, there's so many, so many things that would just, like normally would be cut out because they're seen as mistakes mm-hmm. but they were as far as we can tell from watching this movie, they seem intentional. Yeah. With like the the slow shutter, sh- the slow shutter speed, and that kind of thing. Yeah, he he experiments a lot in this movie, which I really appreciate because this, I think, in a different director's hands, this script could be very bland. Yeah. You know, like very bland. Like yeah, you just yeah. shoot the story, and it's like that's it. Right. And it it, it would be it would be an okay movie. Right. But I feel like he was just like, we need to like bump up the visuals in this so much and we just need to experiment and just throw everything like yeah. every idea that you can think of just throw it in there so you get like these really sped up shots with like a th- the shutter speed you said it was like yeah all off and then you would get just like uh, these montages of just pictures with uh, yeah, evergreens those narration. are really cool my favorite one is uh, it, is it af- it's after um, smell and she's describing like when you lose your sense of smell you're also losing those memories that you associate with smell too, and it's like because you definitely you have those memories when you just catch a whiff of some smell, it takes you back yeah, yeah. to a memory that you have of like in your childhood or you know a day before, and it's it, it they cut it with this the music the Max Richards music and then the pictures also were just so good and yeah. it was like it it just it didn't need to say anything and you you got it right you, know, you totally understood right. where it was going. I thought it was really interesting the way that um, the so the, w- the way that the sense loss goes is that there's something really traumatic almost that happens like an emotional trauma kind of thing mm-hmm. and then they lose a sense yeah and I thought it was interesting how each one was paired with the sense like the grief goes with the sense of smell like you were saying like you a smell can bring back a memory yeah and they go through like that intense grieving for everything they've lost yeah, right like every every memory comes back. Yeah. yeah, every loss. Yeah, and then and then they um, they get ravenous hunger right before they lose taste, mm-hmm. and 
it's like their last meal, you know? And right. Just like eating everything. Like the one woman's like eating her lipstick. Right. Eva Green's like eating like some toothpaste. Yeah, and flowers. Yeah, and then, and then like Ewan McGregor and all of his He's just chef chugging friends. Chugging mustard. It's yeah, so and they're disgusting. like, the one guy's like uh, just chugging like olive oil too. Oh, I like, thought it was relish. No, it was olive oil. Uh, yeah, either it was way, disgusting. It's gross. I was like, that day on set must have been the greatest because yeah. they were just like, just do anything. You know, just yeah. if, you, if it's edible, just eat it and we're yeah. just going to film it, you know? So that, that must have been really fun yeah. or just terrible and then and then like at the end they have the everybody's yelling and fighting right before they lose their sense of hearing yeah I thought that was really cool I, yeah and I think the, that it like to play back into the theme of it, like falling in love too it's like how they pair it with the different stages of a relationship too yeah. it's like you have you have a connection and then um you kind of you finally get close to someone else and then you have sex for the first time and then you have your big fight too and then you finally come back together yeah i think and even like at the end it's a nice wrap-up where they have an intense yearning to be happy and share happiness Mm -hmm. right before they get blind like that one's not totally direct directly correlating to the sense but it's i think more so to the um the, the steps of relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, I like it. Like Eva Green's monologue right at the very end. It sort of like wraps that all together. She's like, "If you could see them, they would just be two lovers who didn't care caressing about each other. Yeah, yeah, you didn't care about anyone besides them. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. I, I, David McKenzie is this guy. Uh, he, uh, he's a Scottish filmmaker. He made, um, I think the first thing that I knew about him was, um, I was watching this documentary on, like, nudity in America and how, like, we're, like, so uptight about nudity, but, yeah. like, violence, we're, like, so casual about yeah. it, and we got, like, ass backwards, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, he made this film called Young Adam, where uh, it was, it, I think it's, like, a thriller. I haven't seen it, um, but the big... Uh, Controversy with this movie was Ewan McGregor shows his penis for like a very long time okay. <laughs> in the movie, and is Ewan McGregor shows his penis in this movie, so it's yeah. just a running thing for David McKenzie film. But he's but he's like a very like uh, he's not afraid to go there kind of filmmaker. You yeah. know he 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 always pushes the envelope too. He made um, he made this he made Young Adam and then uh, I think he made maybe a couple other maybe something else. But he made this movie called Spread with Ashton Kutcher. That's not the greatest um and then he did this and then he did um hell or high water which was like his like big movie like that was his big awards movie and that kind of like blew up and now he's i don't know what he's doing now but uh he's he's always been like a filmmaker that i've had like had my eye on i always get <coughs> excited about stuff that he's going to do yeah um ewan mcgregor is one of the greatest actors working today too and I think this was the first thing I saw Eva Green in and I was just like who is she Like, I know like her face is so recognizable but I don't know what else I've actually seen her in exactly and I liked her in this a lot yeah I think I mean, she really brings us, yeah. brings it to this movie yeah. like their chemistry too is what sells this film as well because Definitely. I mean they're like they're the biggest part of this movie and the movie does hinge on their chemistry and like it's not that hard to have chemistry with Ewan McGregor or Ewan right. Green too, you know. Yeah, so. Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors, and it's just like, 
he I'll watch anything he's in. Yeah, and he's just like so likable, and you just like always want to root for him too. Yeah. And yeah, he and he he's like one of those actors that's very picky about stuff he does. You know, he yeah. he'll go a while without making anything, but right. when he does make something, it's like you want to stand up and notice it. You right, know? right. Um. But um, yeah, but um. So I have one gripe with this film. Okay. One one big pet peeve. Okay. Uh, people that smoke that much would not have those bright white teeth. There, yeah. There was uh, yeah. one shot where like it was pretty dark overall in the scene, and their pearly whites were just shining through. <laughs> and I was like, they smoke so many yeah, cigarettes. Yeah, like, that's not those real. Teeth life. are rotted to the core, yeah. man. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I've worked in the restaurant business. Oh, a gripe with me about this movie, and this is but this is for every movie that ha- is about chefs or about restaurants or anything. Okay. I've worked in the restaurant business for like three years now, and so chefs uh, are not that like clean and cut, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like chefs are sh- every chef that I've worked with um, has worn a heavy metal T-shirt, usually with the sleeves cut off, tattoos. Everywhere. I mean, Neil McGregor did have a tattoo. He did, but I mean, they're like uh, uh, this one chef that I I worked with that I can't wait to like take this idea and put it into a movie about chefs because I will make one one day. But um, he had a tattoo on his forearm here, and it was of a an outline of a pig, and then mm-hmm. it had it uh, the cut. It had like the dots yeah, of yeah. where you cut for the meat. Yeah, and it had it all labeled. And I thought that was the coolest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, that he had that tattooed That's on there. Cool. And um, I was like, I'm gonna take that one day. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna yeah. put that into a movie. But um, that's my biggest gripe with like every movie though about chefs is just like they're all like clean cut and they're all like getting happy, you know, making their food or whatever, you know. And they're yeah. all like, it's like no man, chefs chefs are alcoholics or they're drug addicts because yeah. that's the only way you can do that job because you're working like 18 hour shifts. You go, you open and you close yeah. the entire restaurant. Um, you're getting into like a a dinner rush and you fucking hate your life because you're cooking you're cooking too many too much food at once and you have too many tickets and it's always getting backed up it's but and it's so fast paced too because everyone's having a million different conversations but everyone's in sync too which is like i never know how to do it like i I don't know how they do it because it, it is it's it's amazing what they do and how they... <laughs> the fact that we you actually get food out is a miracle yeah. at every restaurant. But, um, but yeah, that's that's my gripe with every re- movie about restaurants. But, um... Yeah, I really recommend this film, though. Like, it's it's really, really, really good. Yeah. I, I do have... I don't... I, it's not a deal-breaker for me. But considering how emotional this film is and I I usually get pretty emotionally invested in in stuff like this mm-hmm. um, I did not feel as much of an emotional tug as I wanted to be feeling at the end of it okay like I, I don't know just it's hard to say but like at the end of Into the Wild I cry every time mm-hmm. you know and it's it's something like maybe this film is it's not too happy of an ending because no. they're all <laughs> all they can do is feel they can't yeah. see but the last thing that taste. they saw was them you know? right so that's that's right. nice 
but I don't know. It's it's some it, like it's really good, but I feel like there's like ten percent of character development that's missing mm-hmm. for me to have that emotional to get like emotionally right. Yeah. Um. Okay. You you've been in a relationship for about like two years now. Yeah. Solid two years. Yep. Um. I have I I'm single currently. Um. I feel I felt like there was a a bit of enough emotional plug for me there but I I would you say that because you're in a relationship that that would affect you um or not because I feel like being I don't know I feel like because I mean I am talking to you know someone and you know it, it's developing there but like um I feel like I kind of bring my own st- like th- thoughts and feelings yeah. to that too yeah would you say that maybe like someone in the early stages of that would be more emotionally invested than someone who has been in a long-term relationship yeah you know yeah i could see that yeah i, I don't it's, it's not that i'm like removed from it but i feel like it almost is because it's like somebody that's in the throes of the beginning of a relationship like mm-hmm. really starting to feel it out and like get emotionally attached to somebody would be they would definitely be able to relate to this more than me who I have a great relationship but it's two years in so Mm -hmm. it's not the same it's not like like I'm out of the honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. you know so I feel like that's sort of what this movie is. It it's like the honeymoon phase right at the end. Oh yeah definitely. Like Like right before you like kinda like are before you realize, like, I am in, like, a long-term relationship, yeah, you know? It's, right, like, kind right, of like right, that right. beginning phase where you're just, like, you're feeling each other yeah. out, you know? Yeah. And oh. so I, I, somebody that's in that stage could definitely relate to this more. Yeah. In, 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 in the same way that somebody that has just been burnt by a relationship would probably not enjoy this as much. Yeah, exactly. I, and that's, I mean, I think that's us, just us as people right what we, how what, how we bring that to movies too, right you know right. because everyone views a movie differently everyone brings their own baggage to yeah. the movie and it, it shapes our perspective and our feelings about yeah. that movie yeah you know? yeah like um, i think it's a really great film it's just not gonna be the film that i go back to when i'm looking for that emotional pull oh yeah that def- makes sense oh yeah totally yeah i'll definitely like watch it again and enjoy it just as mm-hmm. much it's just not like you just wish there was a little bit more character development. Yeah, there, just yeah, a yeah. Because it's 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 uh, yeah. I'm just enough removed that I'm not quite grasping onto everything. Gotcha. Right? I mean, they are kind of a little bit of unlikable characters too. Yeah, you know, definitely. they're both a- they're both self described yeah, assholes. Right. You know, like Hugh <laughs> right. McGregor like left his dying girlfriend. Yeah. Eva Green is uh, very infertile. Infertile. I mean that doesn't make her unlikable, but well, no, but but like <laughs> she's but emotionally she, cut off. Right, and she too, you know? she hates her her sister's children because she can't have children yeah exactly um so they are they're 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 two kind of unlike people that i think if you knew them in real life you probably wouldn't like them yeah but it's these two unlikable people that kind of fall in love and it's like how do you do that when you right aren't really accessible to love you know right and it's kind of like it 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 does stir up those emotions you know and it and it it it, you kind of go crazy yeah Got it there. That's like good. Anything? Do you want to go deeper, like into it? 
Um, we can. I, I don't know. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, um, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, I think that's good for this. Yeah, that's one, good for this one. Yeah, we'll see. If it's any good, and yeah, and we'll just jump. That's just like jumping off point right there, right? Yeah. And then we'll just, I think right. if we just keep doing different movies, we'll get we'll find a rhythm for yeah, sure, exactly. And I think some movies will definitely warrant going deeper than others. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, no, I think that was pretty good, yeah. First one, so all right, so on a scale of one to yeah. ten, what are you giving this? Um, a solid seven, okay, solid seven. Why seven? Um, the filmmaking filmmaking's great uh direction is, is really great um i really like the concept and the idea of it mm-hmm. um the unlikable characters is a little bit deteriorating because i do like my likable characters yeah um shots are amazing um he's just they're 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 putting shots in where you wouldn't really necessarily think to put them in this type of movie um, it kind of turns the concept of a like of a disaster film on its head. And yeah. It, um, is it is it a movie I'm gonna probably like rewatch over and over again? No, not not really. But I yeah. still think it's a very it's still a good film. It's a solid seven. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it an eight. An only, eight okay. only because when I asked you the question, I was like, I say eight, and then you said seven, and I was like. I probably use a seven, but I gotta stick with my eight. <laughs> stick with it. I'm stubborn. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were gonna go with like a six or something. That's why. No, I, that's the thing. It's like I did really like it. Yeah. It's just the characters themselves. Those yeah. two main characters, they were not my favorite characters of all mm-hmm. time. But the film itself was really good. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, like I, I, like I guess if you you could make this is like a film like it's like who would you recommend this film to? And yeah. it's like not a lot of people I would probably recommend this film yeah. to because I don't think they would really like it necessarily because well, it's such a bizarre genre too. Yeah. It's not a romance. It's not a thriller for sure. It's not a, like a pandemic kind of like no. disaster film. No, it's like it's all not these a comedy either. Yeah, it's, it's just all this stuff kind of condensed down to the bare bones of right. those genres, you right? Know? And it's like here it is. And here's some like weird angles that we're gonna give you, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's, it's 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 an art film, basically. Definitely, definitely. definitely. I do think it deserves accolades for its cinematography and oh and just the experimental nature of the whole thing, like in general. How would you get this film made? Like, right, exactly. Like, I want to like only ask do you, it like, in Scotland. After exactly, a film. apparently, because yeah. like you would never be able to get this film made like over here. You yeah, know? or like it would be a minuscule, minuscule, minuscule budget. Yeah, and you wouldn't be able to get like like I totally felt like. They had shut down streets and everything. Oh, they for absolutely this film, did. You know, yeah. and they had like it looked like it was like a, a chaotic and like pandemic situation was going yeah. on. You know, yeah. And like like the it looked like the money was there on the screen too. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I bet this film was made for like nothing. Right. I mean, they definitely like spent a ton of money on that shot of Ian McGregor biking. Was he biking or walking? I don't know down but you like see the bus and a oh, yeah. bunch of cars overturned that's probably where like the big money shot right. went like, there just all like, the money went there and then you could yeah. definitely tell like 
probably fifty percent of the the film was shot in the alleyway, and then oh my god, thirty totally percent was. was in the in the restaurant. Yep, and then. But that's what I like about it yeah. too, though, because it, it condenses this movie down yeah. like so much. But you also feel like it's part of like a bigger world too, because right. of those shots right. of like the different countries and everything, you know. Right. Yeah, but I think yeah they think do it, a really good job of showing you the global disaster that is happening. Yeah. While only having characters in Scotland. And I think putting this movie in Scotland instead of like instead of like if this movie was made in the United States it kind of gives it this um foreign film kind of feeling to it where you you kind of believe it more because I mean like besides like you know movie star Ewan McGregor and you know like um, really, you know, beautiful and attractive Eva Green. Like I, everyone else, kind of is like average Joes. You know, yeah, like yeah. all the people like working in the restaurant, right. like look just like normal people. People working at like the epidemiologist center, like look yeah, like normal. The only people. recognizable person was I don't even know his name. He just played Breath, um, Steve Bre- Stephen Brathian. Wasn't that his name in Game of Thrones? Um. Oh, uh, Ewan Bremer. Yeah, the, the his, Ewan's buddy. No, 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 no. The, the, oh, the doctor. Oh, 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 the doctor. Her boss. Her boss, yeah. Not Baratheon. Is it Baratheon? Is that, is that Stannis Baratheon? Stannis, yeah, it's Stannis. Stannis Baratheon? Stannis. He looked Not older Stannis. than Stannis. No, that was him. That was I him. Promise. I promise, Damn. yeah. Okay, I gotta go, I gotta look that up. But, like, yeah, he was probably a nobody when they he was, Yeah, this was before this. Game of Thrones. Right. Or this was, like, right when Game of Thrones right, premiered. Right. So, yeah, he was a nobody. And then I don't know, Ewan McGregor's friend, he looked really familiar, but I Ewan McGregor's friend is Ewan Bremer, who was in train spotting and he's uh, a lot yeah, of that, Danny that's Boyle it, That's it. That's who he so is. So they get all the Scottish people and put it in every he was Scottish just, film. He, well, he's probably like living down the street and he's like, Yeah, I'll be in your film again. But um yeah, I I really like this film. It like yeah, it's a hard film to like kind of recommend. It, like like who, I'm not gonna really recommend this movie to like any of my other friends because I don't think they would really get it. Yeah. You know? Cause they'd be like, because it's not an action film, it's not this. What like why are they doing like all this weird stuff in here yeah. too? You know, it, they might become frustrated by it. Yeah. But um, I'm glad you liked it a lot. Though. Yeah. I'm glad I you did. liked it because I, like I was I was wondering what you're gonna feel about because how weird it is. But I really liked I really liked that you liked it. Yeah. All right. Should we do an outro? Yeah. Episode one. Cut. Cut. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, go watch a movie. Yeah, go watch, yeah. Go watch Perfect Sense. Recommended if you like. Let us weird. know what you thought. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, reach out to us on Instagram. I'm Supertramp underscore Kyle. I am Alden Roth too. This will be here on the screen and in the description down below. Um, and yeah, yeah. Just like let us know what you think. Um, I'd like to hear what everybody else thinks. And if you have any questions for us about the film or in general. Let us know too, and we'll yeah put like an Amazon link down there too, so you can buy it. Oh yeah, yeah, do that. Cool, yeah. definitely. Um, Let us know what we can improve on because we definitely can improve yeah. on things too. Yeah, and like if you if you made it this far, please uh, stick around for the next episode. Yeah. This is like episode zero, right? <laughs> it's only like, gonna get better. This is like yeah, this is like how we. This is really breaking the ice, and yeah, we gotta yeah. like develop a flow and everything with it. But um, right, yeah, we don't even have a name for this thing yet. <laughs> yeah, it's just I just call it watching movies. That's it. That's why I made up in my head right now. Okay, <laughs> watching movies and that because we live in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's cringy. Ugh.
we'll we'll talk about that's a working title right now but yeah yeah i mean i like i wanted to have a time lapse of us watching the whole film and then uh, i didn't bring any batteries for my intervalometer so yeah like it'll get better all right and thank you for listening to the latest episode of late night like and nightmare we are tuning in here for a little outro because uh the first few episodes you know we didn't really have a name for this podcast so we're just coming in and saying thank you for listening uh we really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen uh, wherever you found this, it's available on all podcasting platforms, so please subscribe so that you can get this in your feed every week. Uh, we're really excited to bring you, hopefully, quality content that you can enjoy on a consistent basis. And also, we, we host this podcast through Anchor FM. It's an app that makes podcasting very uh, accessible to everybody, and you can like call in on Anchor and leave a message for us. Yeah, so call in, leave a message. You can uh, suggest a movie that you want reviewed. Uh, you can leave uh, your comments on the movie that we had reviewed previously. We'll ta- we'll put those in like the uh, the pot the episode that's like going to come out afterwards. We'll put those in like the intro. Um, but yeah, leave like leave any message that you want, and uh, just leave a like, leave a review. Um, yeah. Do it is what that you do. I really right. appreciate it. If we missed something that you thought was noteworthy about a movie, let us know, and we'll definitely like discuss it in oh, the next yeah. episode. Oh, definitely. Yeah. If there's something that you guys that you wanted us to talk about that we didn't, message it, like message it to us or leave a leave a voicemail of it, and then we'll talk about it before we review our our next movie. Definitely. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for tuning in, and uh, yeah, we already said all the where you can find us stuff. So. Yeah, thanks for listening. Peace out, y'all.